Welcome back to another episode of the Anime Show with Joey and Aki. I'm your host, Joey. And I'm your co-host, Aki. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about the most ridiculous anime cliches and what it would be like if they happened in real life. If you enjoy the podcast, make sure to rate and review and let all your friends know. It's past Halloween now. How was how was everyone's Halloween? How was your Halloween? It was pretty good, and I can't wait to celebrate Thanksgiving. It's coming up in the holidays yet and everything. What did you do for Halloween this year? I did absolutely nothing. I worked, and I had candy by the door, and I just watched a bunch of little kids. There was one, this one kid that had no teeth, and he was like, Tico 2! And then he was like... <laughs> tickle too? Yeah, tickle too. And then, like, when he tried to say thank you, he's like, Tay too. And I'm like... Can't, aw, that's cute. I'm like, ah, so cute. I hope your parents take wonderful videos for you to look back on. And then uh one girl, she came up to me, and I said, Happy Halloween! And then she's like, I'm dead inside. <laughs> and then You're I right. gave her the candy and she left. Do you reckon the kid with no teeth, like, he actually did have teeth, but just all the candy that he ate oh. just melted all of his teeth away? <laughs> it's like, well, I then, need more candy. Yeah. I mean, just that's- Just shoving, that's, like, uh, what, what are they called? What are those things I married? Candy corns? I thought you were about to say Sour Patch Kids or something. No, that's some pretty gummy teeth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, welcome to the anime show, guys. And today we're going to be talking about some anime cliches and tropes, some silliness that we just see in anime. We're just going to be kind of mocking it a little bit, but in good spirits. So yeah, we're talking we, about we mock, things we like... We mock because we love. Yeah. We're going to be talking about things like anime nosebleeds and like physics that don't even make sense that i don't think i can say on radio but uh maybe things like the whole the toast in the mouth thing should we just start off with that start off like from the bottom up I mean, sure. Is is the toast in the mouth thing the bottom? <laughs> I didn't. Even, I didn't even know where it is in the in the anime cliche scale. I guess. I guess toast in the mouth is the bottom. Uh, yeah, sure. We'll just start off with that. Okay. So toast, toast in the mouth. So basically, like an anime, guys. There, you always see. Well, not always. I don't think they continue it nowadays. But it's kind of like this classic trope that it wouldn't be surprising if you saw. A girl in a school uniform running down the sidewalk or running late for school and she has a piece of toast in her mouth and saying, I'm late. What do you think about that? Where the, where did that even start? I feel that started with Sailor Moon. I feel like, it, was it Sailor Moon or Evangelion? Cause no, it was Sailor Moon. Sailor Moon was around way longer than Evangelion. I, I guess it's just because I didn't say, see that. I feel, I feel like, I feel I remember seeing, I think it was like around way before Sailor Moon, but I think Sailor Moon was what made it a cliche. Because like with cliches, it's usually like, it's usually something like, it's usually like a famous series that turns it into a cliche, but Mm. I think it was Sailor Moon. Yeah, like the first, like the first scene you ever see Usagi, she's like, and then she runs down and then she meets, uh, uh, what's his name? The the come in guy. I forgot his name. God, how can I forget? I was about to say Moomin Rider. That's not. <laughs> <laughs> that's not. That's not. That's not Sailor Moon. Common Rider. Yeah, I was. I don't know why Common Rider became Moomin Rider. Like, yeah, he's, he's not even wearing a mask. Yeah, Sailor Moon. She just she's running late, and then there's Common Rider ready then, to save her. Yeah, the yeah. ultimate trope. Yeah, exactly. And he runs into like you know the guy, 
and then le- and then a love is formed, and that's the start of a beautiful anime romance. Can you can you do that um thing that you did like the uh, impre- impersonation of Sailor Moon? Of Sailor Moon? Yeah. Well, in- yeah. Well, like Usagi's like. She's like, chikoku, chikoku, like, which means, like, I'm gonna be late. Chikoku means I'm gonna be late. She's yeah. like, chikoku, chikoku, and she's got, like, a huge, just, I don't know how that bread is staying in her mouth. <laughs> she's, like, holding onto the, like, tiniest edge of the bread, and it's flopping <laughs> around. Like, you'd think that, you'd think it would just rip off, and, like, just, like, seven-eighths of the bread would just be on the floor. <laughs> Do you remember in, like, the video where I had the anime challenge, and then Landon, he took a piece of bread to say I have the power of God and anime on my side and the bread like flew out that is like <laughs> it's that trope modern days that's oh what it god. is now can you imagine if that became the trope oh <laughs> like, my god every supermarket scene in anime is just like I have the power of God and anime it's just swinging around a, like a what was it it was like a a baguette yeah just swinging around a baguette in the middle of a walmart like a nunchuck and then once it flew out land and just booked it out of the store yeah you guys just ran oh out. that's great man yeah no i i would love to see you joey at one point maybe you can make a video on it maybe i'll make a video on it when i'm physically with you we can take turns and like just test out how accurate or i guess just impersonate or mock just a bunch of anime tropes, starting with the toast in the mouth. Would you like to get in the skirt? Would you be up for that? Having a bread uh, in your mouth? Not, I mean, I've tried it before, and mm. I, I think I, didn't, I don't think I tried it for a video, but like I just tried it once, like in the house, just to see like if the physics would apply. Yeah, and like, and as I said, like the the bread just drops out of your mouth like immediately the moment you start shaking that thing around like a dog with a wet like a wet toy, like. <laughs> <laughs> it it just rips off the corner and and again seven eighths of the bread just drop to the ground and I'm like well that was my breakfast and now it's gone. What's another anime trope that you would test out? I w- I am currently testing out the anime nose bleeding one. Hmm. I want to test soon. out. Um, I want to test out if if you fall onto a girl in any way. If you can achieve, like, any of, like, the crazy positions that the main characters end up getting when they're, like, you know, like, landing on a girl in, like, suggestive (laughs) ways. Because some of the suggest- and I've seen a lot of them in, uh, what was that series? Uh, Toraburu? Mm Mm-hmm. But, like, Dito, the main character, like, he just falls on, like, all the girls, because there's, like- 40 girls in this series that are all waifu material. So he falls on them. It's just like a regular, like, oh no, I fell on top of you just like regularly and you just happen to be standing in front of me. But then it ends up like the girl is like sitting on his head and like he's face planted on the ground and I'm like, how did like, like, he's in some positions that I've only ever seen in like yoga. Like, I don't know how Mm. it just naturally happens by falling on a girl. I'm like, how did you ever get to this kind of position? And that always annoys me. Not only, like, the final position, but even the physics that go on before they land on each other. It's always, you know, that slow motion, like, 
and then yeah. you know, like um clear panty shot and then the guy he's just like yeah it's like he's like seeing death come before him <laughs> as he's falling like he just so happened to grab the skirt so it just like falls and it's like oh yes such a coincidence that that happened sometimes Ooh. i'm just like dude these people need some coordination classes or something like somebody's got to clear the road there are way too many pebbles in the road and they are they are both harming and endangering people's lives and creating wonderful relationships but like well it's like i don't know how okay i get if it happens on the road like you stumble on a rock or something but like how does it happen on like the smooth floor of a school where there's literally <laughs> nothing to, like, trip over on. Or, like, oh, I remember one time, like, they did it as they were falling down a flight of stairs. I mean, I'm, I like, guess stairs make y- sense. Yeah, but, like, you'd horribly injure yourself if you fell down, like, a flight of stairs with someone. Yeah, everyone, if you think about it, another probably had the most realistic way. I mean, oh, yeah. next to the umbrella. But, I mean, I think that was probably the most realistic way. You fall down one stair, you fall down throughout the whole entire one. You don't just leap over the entire set of stairs. Yeah, exactly. You don't you don't fall down like a, an entire flight of stairs and then land at the bottom with no scratches, no bruises or anything, and you're like half on linger girl. Like it, it, it just doesn't happen. Like one of you is gonna be like, "Ow!" Like, Can I ask you something? If you had to pick anybody. Real person or not, maybe one of both. Who would you love to land on in an anime trope way? Who would I love to land on in an anime trope way? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I I don't g- know if g- I g- want to g- land. Gigak, gigak, gigak. Why? I don't want to I mean, fall I'll... on. I don't want to fall on Gun. I mean, he's a nice guy. I mean, Sydney and I would like to see that from afar. Well, well, it's like, I don't want to fall on anybody because I th- I feel like I'll just end up hurting them. You know what? That reminds me. There was, like, what, one anime that kind of broke the fourth wall that understood that trope and the slowdown of somebody falling. It wasn't another person falling on another, but the way anime falls. Uh, it was air, ironically. Like, because, you know, air and the way that he's falling. But anyways, it, one <laughs> of the main characters, I think he got punched in the face he starts, the character got punched in the face and he starts rotating very slowly up in the air. It's very dramatic. But then it goes mm-hmm. to real time and he's still falling in slow motion, but everyone else is in normal motion. They're like, whoa. <laughs> he, and then they said, whoa, he's a leaf. <laughs> and then it was just super funny. And then he just falls at normal speed. But uh, yeah. Good old in, key comedy. You gotta in short, it. yeah, no, fa- fall on Gigak. Fall on Giga. No, I don't want. I don't want to. I don't want to fall on Gun. He's a nice guy. I don't no, want to fall on anyone. No, but it him. would. It would blossom into a beautiful relationship. There is a high chance that that. Would I'm. Happen. I'm already in a beautiful relationship with Gun. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, and I'm just kind of like. The we side are in a here. nice, healthy, platonic relationship of bros who dab together. <laughs> Can I talk about a trope that it, it's not really like physically possible, but like just kind of annoys me whenever I see it in anime. What? Um, all the running that they do during the openings. Oh my god, my mom even pointed that out. I, okay, I get it. I mean, I've been meaning to do a video on this for a long time, but I'm just gonna say it now. But like, what is it with, I, I get them running when it's like, say, Naruto or One Piece or like some kind of like action adventure anime because it's like, 
It's like this metaphorical, like, yeah, we're going forward in the story and we're advancing to the next blah, 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 to the adventure that awaits. But I don't get them doing it in, like, a slice of life. Mm. It's like, yeah. it's like, where are you running to? To school? No. Because you're late? No. It was funny because, like, that's what my mom was saying when she was watching Sweetness and Lightning. It wasn't even just the running. It was more like, why does everyone have to yell? <laughs> They're literally just in the house. It's just like, you know, with Sumugi, she's like, Ata-san! Tsumugi! And then she's just like, Ohaya! And then he comes back home and then it's like, Tadaima! And then my mom's like, shut up! They are yelling. Like I would hate to hear that. That's just that's just called that's just called voice acting. Aki's mom. Like I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, but my mom was getting a migraine. She's like, "I'm not. Please turn the volume (laughs) down. Please turn the volume down. It's giving me a migraine." Yeah, when it comes to lolly characters or like small child characters like Sumugi, like it, it tends to be like this very like. High pitch, like even like even all the Tsundere characters, like they're all voiced by Kugimi Idea, so it's all like Chota, like that kind of like oh god, it's like it's like if you maintain that note, you could break a wine glass, like it's so high pitched. Dude, remember in Japan when we went to that one cafe because we had like a meeting with somebody, and then I don't know if you heard, but the chick behind the bar, she had like the highest voice ever like i heard a lot of squeaky and high voices in japan but this girl i don't know what range that is wait was i I there yeah you were there it was the the one with breaker oh that one right yeah and the girl had the highest voice that even uh the guy that we were meeting who was already used to stuff like that he pauses and looks at you and i he's like that is hands down the sweetest (laughs) voice in japan (coughs) If I've it's, ever heard she one. She sounded and, like, she sounded like a, if, uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks got dubbed into Japanese. That's what it sounded like. <laughs> can you, like, yeah! can you try and say, like, a whole sentence, like, like, uh, Ireshaimase, and then, like, take a seat or something? Oh, she was like a cafe, like, waitress, so it was like, Ireshaimase, <laughs> like it's, like, it's like, I remember, I remember it being, like, a little bit nasally. As yeah. Well. Yeah, it was a little nasally. It's like the guys in Harajuku where they're, they're speaking really loud, but I'm hearing no words. I mean, my Japanese is still very rusty, but I hear Harajuku and Pasanto. Like, that's Oh, yeah, all. no, some of them, like, I'm fluent in the language, and sometimes I just hear, like, just white noise. Like, it's not, it's not even words. It's just like, <laughs> And I'm like, alright. <laughs> Yeah, they even do it in Ikebukuro, dude. Like, right in your ear, too. Like, as soon as you pass by, because they're trying to time it so they don't have to waste all their energy when nobody's around, because, you know, who the heck is going to do that when it's an empty street? They wait till you pass by, feel the need to get a microphone, and then yell it in your ear. Yeah, I know. Like, they already have, like, a microphone and speaker, which is, like, loud enough. And then... They have to yell into the microphone and speaker, which is just amplifying their scream, so it's like doubly loud. Can you do it again? It's like... If you weren't doing YouTube, I feel like that would be your job right now. I would... I would hate to have that job. I guess so. Oh, but going back I feel like your throat would just be so dead. Yeah, no, I can hear it. It would destroy your throat. 
I feel like I can kind of hear it. Oh, going back to the running one, um, I just actually saw this video where mm. it was trying to mathematically uh, test how fast does one have to run in order for a girl's skirt to fly up like in an anime. Because, you know, some uh, apparently there was this manga right. where... I mean, it happens in anime all the time. Every time there's, like, let's say a male character, he's running faster than the speed of light. And then he runs past the girl, and he creates a gust of wind so powerful that it flies her skirt up. And it's really just for fan service. You know what I mm. mean? So yeah. this Japanese TV show tried to mathematically figure out how fast would you need to run. So they they went by, like, stages. So they had an actual schoolgirl that was on standing in the road um wearing a skirt and then the first experiment was that they got just an athlete a track or no they got like a a high school student average high school student to run past her nothing happened also off to the side they have another uh spotter just to kind of look very closely to see if there's any amount of movement <laughs> it was pretty funny cuz the guy's just like a high school student the second experiment is I believe it was a uh it was on a bike, so they had to figure that yeah. out, and nothing happened then. Then they got in a motorcycle, we got a little bit of movement, and then they got in like a corvette, and they went like a hundred and twenty miles per hour, and it definitely did stuff, but the girl that they got like they had a feeling it would work, so they replaced her with a mannequin because they didn't want to shame the girl, so uh. Yeah, Jeez. I thought that was pretty I thought that was pretty cool though. It's kind of similar to the project I'm doing now with mathematically trying to figure out how much blood is lost in an anime nosebleed. But uh, that's such a that's such a Japanese TV thing to do. Like they they'll make a they'll make a program out of anything, dude. It's it's insane. I've seen some really weird stuff, which is which is funny because like so many American and like British TV shows adopt it as well. They're like, "Oh, that's like really strange and odd. Yeah. It would probably work with like a western audience." And then it does, and then they take all the credit for it. And people are like, "Oh, man, this Japanese TV show is copying my favorite blah blah blah." And I'm like, "No, other way around, buddy." And yeah, the they did it with uh Yeah, they did it with a uh, silent library. They did it with a hole in the wall, which is like the Tetris one. Oh uh, yeah, human Tetris. Yeah, yeah, human tre- human. He- yeah, that one. Uh, and then I think, yeah, there's a there's a bunch of those things, and I think they it's did it with just- like they did it with like lotion stairs as well. Mm. Yeah, I really like uh, Japanese television because you know what, you guys really know how to f- have fun. I just gotta say, and it's very hard to believe any of that is honestly scripted. It's really oh, no. hard. No, not no. In fact, like when it comes to like game shows, a lot of it isn't scripted. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it, it just happens as it is, and if it's if something funny happens, then boom, something funny happens. Yeah, and you guys love challenges, by the way. But it's like, but, but it's like you know, with like Human Tetris, for example, or like Lotion Stairs, or whatever, or like you know, any of those like you know Ninja Warriors like style shows where like people have to go through like obstacles and stuff. Like, how do you script that stuff? Yeah, that's true. I mean, like, you guys just love to... I don't know, I love Japanese humor. It's so, like, visually appealing. Like, yeah, oh, they, yeah, yeah, it's they very make, slapstick. Yeah, they make you do things you would have never thought that would be funny. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's, it's pretty fun. Uh, What's another trope? Oh, yeah, we can go into anime nosebleeds, since that was the last thing we talked about. I don't really see it as much 
anymore, though. Have you noticed that? Like, I don't really see in, like, ecchi or, like, romance anime, I don't see, like, a bunch of characters, you know, with nose, uh, blood gushing out of their nose like we used to. I guess so? I don't know. I feel like it's still there. Um, it's either the nose bleeding or a lot of paleness going on. Oh, yeah, but, like, the nose bleeding stuff was, like, everywhere. Yeah, like, like, for, like, like, maybe, like, five, ten years ago, like, every anime used it. But nowadays, it's like, I don't know. The best I see is, like, the, the face turns, like, really, really red. Or they do this, like, really realistic blushing of, like, a, <laughs> of a high school student. Like, how a high school kid would actually react. Yeah, if I he like- If you saw, like, a girl's panties or whatever. Yeah, I like how, uh, there's the one where you see, oh, in the art, uh, there's, like, this red bar in their body that goes from, like, bottom oh up. yeah yeah yeah. it's like and then it just like fills up all the way <laughs> yeah it's kind of like they rain. are it's like they're a temperature uh a thermometer that's what a it's thermometer called. yeah 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 which how would you feel like having that effect on you it's like you can't hide that from anybody oh no if someone's face got that red like when they were embarrassed it's like i i'd send them to the hospital i'm like dude are you okay like <laughs> Your face just got, your face is really, really red. Like, you, you have like a, like a 40 degree, like, fever or something, dude. Like, that's, that's horrible. Like, you need to see a doctor immediately. I'd say that the last one that I saw with nosebleed was Summer Wars, cause it happened at like the, uh, multiple times. Um, Summer Wars was like 11 years ago. 11? No, it wasn't. Yeah, Summer Wars was like 2006. No, it's Mamoru Hosoda, dude. Well, I'll look it up right now. I swear Summer Wars was 2006. I don't know, man. Like, there were iPhones in that movie. What? 2009. It was still eight years ago. Maybe. Like, okay, fine. Fair enough. Yeah, but- see? it's It was quite a while ago. Okay, well, still. I mean, there's... there's- it's happened enough that it's a trope that if it happened now, nobody nobody would even realize that, oh, man, I haven't seen that in a while. I would think that, because I haven't seen it in a while. Like, you don't... It's it's not a cliche anymore. It's it's so cliche now that people don't want to use it. I guess so. I don't know. Yeah. I kind of liked it. I think one that uh really was... uh That blew my mind with just the volume of blood in an anime character was Elfin Lead. Like, that was just insane. Oh, yeah. Like, that's, a, that's a lot of blood. They are walking blood balloons... <laughs> it's like one poke and it's like Psh! I'm like sheesh yeah it's th- those kinds of like older anime were like really insane when it came to like their like gore levels mm. it's it's pretty messed up yeah but then again like you know like if you go like back even further like the 60s and 70s and stuff like their depiction of gore was like ugh it was mm. like it was too realistic it's like come on man like tone it down a bit yeah like, the- why why are we talking about gore? This isn't even a cliche. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it, it's still in kind of like that world. Um, lots of censorship has happened back then, and I think the last one to show lots of gore um, might have been Tokyo Ghoul. Oh, no. Uh, well, I was going to say Attack on Titan, the new season, if we want to count that, too. Um, uh, did, the new season, did the new season bring back the gore, though? Because I feel it was only like... I, I mean, I haven't seen the rest of the second season of Attack on Titan, but, like, the first episode was, like... Okay, the first episode was pretty gory, 
But then after that, I heard it just kind of like went turned into more of a drama than anything. I mean, I gotta, like, I gotta see it, dude. Yeah, I well, I mean, if, if in the manga, like it kind of at that point, it kind of started to become more of like a human drama of like, oh, who's the who's actually a human and who's like secretly a titan and who's gonna like, uh, you know, stab humanity in the back by turning into a titan and siding with the titans and stuff like that. Whereas the first season was like a lot more like we're gonna kill the titans and so much action and like a lot of like corpse dying in like the gruesome horrific ways that is. What made Attack on Titan famous? And yeah, you know, what's another cliche? There's one where like friendship is power. Oh yeah, I mean that was all like fairy tale. Fairy tale and yeah, oh, Naruto don't even get me started on fairy tale, dude. <laughs> I could, dude, oh, no, I could, get started. I, I, Feel free oh, to, but okay. let's uh, let's mimic what we talk what we're talking about. Basically, in an anime. No matter how hard life gets, friendship will prevail everything. Even if it means that literally death is right in front of your face. If you have a ray of ball, like a flaming ball of fire, like coming at you and it's seconds away. Hold my hand, fam. We got this. <laughs> No, like, uh, it sounds ridiculous, but, like, in fairy tale, or as I like to call it, fairy fail, that's what, ooh, I I went there, biting words, Uh, hopefully there's no fans of fairy tale listening to this, but, like, in fairy fail, it's, it's, it's insane the amount of friendship is the power to everything that, that happens, because it's like, okay, I don't know how much of fairy tale you read, or nope. watched. Nope. Okay, yeah. I got like maybe 50 episodes into, uh, fairy tale. Cause I was like, at the time, like people was like, oh, watch it because it's like a One Piece clone. And I'm like, okay, I like One Piece, so I'll watch it. And I'm like, oh yeah, it is a One Piece clone, but I can kind of get into it. And then about 50 episodes in, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Like, this is, this is not good. Because they throw in this whole like, oh, for example, okay, like, th- think about this logically, okay? There's the heroes, and then there's the one almighty powerful villain that's like, I'm gonna destroy you, heroes, and then the heroes are like, oh yeah, well we're gonna fight you, because we have friendship on our side. So it's like one villain versus like maybe five heroes, right? Mm-hmm. 5v1. You'd think the five would win. Yeah. Right? Because there's just more people versus one person. But no, fairy fail logic is the first time they fight, the heroes actually lose because the enemy is just way too powerful. It's like, oh no, even with the five of us, we can't <laughs> beat him. What are we going to do? And then Natsu, the main character, is like, don't worry, guys. I'll go against him one-on-one and I'll be able to beat him with the power of friendship. I'll with, with you guys giving me your power as you lay there helplessly because we all got our butts destroyed after we went five-on-one. I will single-handedly and- do this. <laughs> yeah, I will single-handedly take care of this because you all suck. And yeah. I'm just thinking like, dude, like, if you went 5v1 and you couldn't win, why do you think 1v1 is going to be good? You're going to get your butt kicked five times as much. I think- But no, fairy fell logic is, if you go 5v1, you're not going to win, but 1v1, you are going to win. 
I, I'm, I almost kind of feel for the villains here. Like, they, they worked hard for this day. And then they get their butt kicked by hacks. Like, that is some, that is, it's that is so... not cool. You know what? Here's another one that happened. The freaking Digimon movie. I have to admit, I mean, this scene was still pretty cool when I watched it at oh, the time. When, are you talking about, are you talking yeah, about when Ty goes into the Digimon? Yeah. I was like, are you kidding me? Are yeah, that you was so kidding dumb. me? But, well, I say that now, but at the, at the time, I was like, oh yes, main person is now, uh, getting help that they need. Why? Because hacks. Sometimes hacks <laughs> makes you happy. But anyways, so let me just I tell you guys how this scene worked. That. So they, there are two Digimon, uh, that are in the digital world. They just got their, uh, butts beat by about like 10 million clones of this really, That's really right. powerful Digimon. Um, and the 10 million clones are still there. I think it's 10 million. I think it's it was in like the a massive amount. Something yeah, like that. It, it's an it's an insane amount, and there were only two of them. So then those ten million clones, they shoot out their rays, and they hit a devastating blow on these two, and they're pretty much dead. And now you have, I think it was Ty and TK and yeah. uh, someone else. Uh, it was Ty, TK, and. Uh... Oh, God, what was his name? Hold on. Let me look it up as I, as you continue to talk about yeah. it. Yeah, so the three guys, they're just there in shock looking at, you know, their Digimon that have died. And they're like, no, oh my gosh, we lost? No. And I'm just like, yeah, 10, 10 million against two. Yeah, the odds were <coughs> a little bit not in your favor. But, you know, let me let me just continue watching. He's like, what do, what do we do? And then he's like... Oh, Matt. It was Matt. There we go. Oh, Matt. Yeah, 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 Matt. yeah. yeah. He's it's like, Ty, Matt, Easy, and TK. Yeah, and then the monologue happens, and you see that in order to reunite with his friend to give him strength, the the monologue was, nobody really knew how, but Ty's bond with Metal Greymon was so strong that Ty himself became digital, and I'm like, what? So he <laughs> puts his hands into his screen and, okay, look, peeps, let's all admit, I would say there's a good amount of us that at least tried this at one point after that, where we put our hands on the screen in hopes it would do exactly what Ty did and he merged into it and somehow got into the digital world because hacks, because his bond with his Digimon was just that strong. And then he tells him, he's like, Metal Gururumon, or Metal, like, uh, War Greymon, I'm here. And then he's like, you don't have to do this alone. There are kids all over the world that are watching you. Feel their power. Feel their strength. And then you hear him, he's like, <coughs> I feel them! <laughs> <laughs> no, you forgot about, you forgot about the bit where, uh, when Ty, like, goes into, Ty and Matt go into the Digi world, the, and, like, touch Wargreymon and, uh, Metal Gurumon, like, they come to life, and then they start, and then they merge into yeah. Omnimon. <laughs> because, you know, tell me how that works. Yeah. So, yeah, no, like, <laughs> and then you get all the comments that came up, they're like, we love you, we love you, oh my god, fan mail, oh my god, here you go. Oh, and yeah, then, yeah. And then you've got uh, his friend, he's, uh, He's just like, I have no idea what's going on. None of this logically makes any sense, even in the digital world. But let's just roll with it, fam. And then you've just got uh, um, uh, Diaboromon. 
which is the one that was like the 10 million clones. They're just yeah. like, is anybody seeing this? Oh, that's right. Because, yeah, he was like, this is not fair. So, yeah, he's Omnimon and he gets this a big cannon that blows everybody <laughs> up. That, that's right. Oh man, we need to watch this movie again, dude. Yeah, I love dude. this movie. Oh, it's man. such a, okay, it sounds, it sounds like we're really making fun of like how it ends and everything and like how they power up through the power of friendship. But this movie's awesome. Yeah. I love, I love, what was it? Our war game. Book it on the war game. Yeah, you gotta I, I love that movie. And oh. I love the English dub because it made that movie such a quotable movie for me. Like, I can quote so many fun things in there. And I don't know. I just thought it was just so funny. But yeah, so they had their friendship. Isn't it, film, isn't it directed by Mamoru Hosoda? And like, that's what inspired some wars? Uh, Mamoru Hosoda, I don't think he directed it, but I definitely know the team that did Digimon also worked on Summer Wars. That's why the two movies are so identical. Oh, okay, okay. But you can look that up. I'm I'm not sure if Mamoru Hosoda was on the reins for that one. So I, do me a solid, fam. Uh, but I yeah, so their friendship, you know, solved everything and fan mail apparently solves all. So uh, keep sending oh, in yeah, fan no, mail. Oh yeah, no, it was directed by Mamoru Hosoda. Wow, that's great. Wow, I didn't know that. Neither did I. Oh, they, well, there you go. We all just learned something that Memorial huh. Soda, the inspiration for Summer Wars by Memorial Soda was our war game, the Digimon movie. I have to say that Digimon, like, if you guys have not seen the Digimon movie, I will say this. You don't need to watch Digimon the series to watch this. Because oh, no, I, I, dude, I watched it without ever knowing what Digimon was. Cause I, knew, I was a po- I was a Pokemon kid, like well, straight up. I, I so I knew kinda, nothing about Digimon. I kinda had a share of everything. I liked Pokemon, I liked Yu-Gi-Oh, and I liked Digimon, and I watched a little bit of Digimon, uh, up until a certain point. But still, I went into the Digimon movie still somewhat with a fresh mind, and I can definitely say you do not need to watch the series. Just just watch it, accept it, and I don't know how you'll feel about it now, but speaking of Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh!, both of those also had that same friendship trope because the freaking Pokemon movie, actually the entire Pokemon series is like that. Ash, hands down, he is a terrible trainer. He is a very terrible and unskilled trainer for in, in every aspect of the word. But I, I I understand though why like Pokemon and Digimon would do it because like they're kids anime, right? So like right. it makes sense that like it's teaching kids good morals. They're like, hey, even if you think you might suck, it's okay because you're bo- you're bonding a friendship with your like friends, yeah. and like that's what solves all. But I don't understand them doing it in like shows like Fairy Tale and like Yu Gi Oh, where like those are more for like older kids who th- that stuff doesn't work on them anymore. <laughs> like, yeah, you gotta you- give them you gotta give them logic to do it, and or, or like not really logic, but like I don't know, just kind of tone it down because like one piece did it but they but they did it correctly they did it with like logic like okay yeah you know there might be an enemy that like you know the the straw hat crew can't beat the first time around but that's only usually because it's only luffy trying to fight them or like one person trying to fight them but then after they consult their nakama or their friends and they learn new things then they go back again in the same form and beat them you know what I mean? It's like, it started with a one-on-one and they lost, but then mm. when they consulted their friends, they went with a one-on-one again and then they won. That makes a little bit more sense. But like, losing with a 5v1? 
and then going with a 1v1 and winning, it, like, it, it makes no sense. No matter yeah, what you man. Do nah, you gotta believe in the heart of the cards. That's how you win everything. It's not Ugh. even about years of experience and building a better deck and going through struggles and learning, like, the rights and wrongs of what you did. As long as you believe you'll pick a good card, you will pick a good card. <laughs> Cause- Which is hilarious because, like, if you ask, like, professional Yu-Gi-Oh players, like, they'll actually say, no, you just have to build a good deck. Yeah, well, I mean, you know what? Like, bring Yugi to Vegas. Win a, you can't win a you can't win a tournament by believing in the heart of the cards. Yeah, bring Yugi to Vegas. I'd love to see an episode on that. If he believes in the heart of the cards, hey fam, be my guest. <laughs> like, oh my god, that that parody has to exist somewhere. I'm sure someone's made a Yu-Gi-Oh does Yugi does gambling parody on YouTube. Shout out to Little Karibo. If you make one, I will oh, love yeah. you. Like no, what, no, no! He must have made one. If you like, go back through all the uh, Yu-Gi-Oh bridge stuff. I'm sure there's a bit about. Gambling. I don't know, man. I've seen, I've seen quite a bit of them, and I don't think I did. But it's too low. It's like a, it's too low of a hanging fruit to not go for. I love you, little Karibo. Shout out to you again because yeah, shout out to little Karibo. Go watch everyone. Go watch the Yu-Gi-Oh bridge series because they're awesome. He is so funny. But yeah, so. Uh, moral of this entire series, uh, believe in the heart of the cards. Uh, <laughs> 5v1 that. Um, hold my hand, fam, cause we got this. Uh, okay. nosebleeds no. for days. No, but like, okay, can I, can we just go on about like the fairy fail stuff? Because like, it gets, it gets even more insane, alright? So there's a chap, there's a chapter in fairy fail, which was kind of the point where like, even everybody on YouTube who was reviewing fairy tale up until that point was kind of like, yeah, I think I'm done with fairy tale. Like, there was this one point where it just got so stupid that even the fairy tale supporters were like, come on, dude. So it's like, Erza is like, all broken up, like, she got, she just got like, beaten by her mother who is this dragon, right? And she's on the floor, like, just completely in shatters, like, all of her bones are broken and she's like, I can't move at all, like, uh, it's helpless, like, she's broken all of the bones in my body with one blow. Right? Which is already kind of insane to begin with. I mean, you'd be dead, first of all. But then, the mother was like, I'm gonna finish you off! And she summons a giant meteorite from space to crush (laughs) Erza with, right? Yeah. And so you'd think, like, Erza's gonna die. Like, there's a huge-ass meteorite that's coming down from space, and Erza's on the floor, all of the bones in her body are broken, so she can't move, right? Mm. So it's like, okay, well, she's dead. Well, what happens next, <laughs> see, what happens is, Eriza with her last strength, right, she's like, oh, actually, my right arm is, is, I can still move my right arm, only my right arm can move. So what she does is she uses her strength to push her entire body off of the ground with just her right arm, right, and she starts flying towards the meteorite. Like, full force, with just, like, just one right arm just, like, eh, just off the ground, and that force, like, shoots her into the sky. And then she, and then she punches through the meteorite with her, with the right arm, right, that she used to, like, push herself off the ground. Last she punches, of her bones. <laughs> she, yeah, it, all the rest of her bones are broken, and she punches through the meteorite with her right arm, which is, like, the size of, like, the moon. <laughs> right? And I'm like, if you can do that with 
all the bones in your body broken except your right arm. How can you not beat this dragon with <laughs> all this little dragon that's like a tenth of the size of this meteorite with all the bones in your body still attached? Because <laughs> she had friendship in her heart. Yeah, she and just, she's like, dude, no, I get it. She just forgot she had friends for a bit. Yeah, she's like, oh yeah, there's people who believe in me. And so she just suddenly gets all this power to like punch <laughs> through a meteor. She just one punch mans through this meteorite. And then her mother's like, oh my god, you just did that. Oh man, speaking of punches, I mean, that just puts into perspective that even though one punch man is hilarious, in perspective with Erza's scene, that's probably real, really realistic, or at least more realistic than that. One Punch Man got to where he is today because he worked hard, all right? And yeah, nobody exactly. believed in him. Nobody did, and nobody still <laughs> believes in him. But you yeah. know what? He's still pushing through. He's all like, I'm just doing this for fun. I do it because I want to, and I'm strong because I worked and you didn't. You're just too lazy. See, that's a hero, man. That's a, yeah, that's, that's a hero. That's- that's a believable amount of, like, strength. But, like, when I saw the air is a thing, I'm like, how can anyone defend this show? Like, it's so... It's like, the creator, the author was like, oh man, I'm gonna put these characters in these really perilous situations, but I didn't think of a way to get them out, which is very logical. Nah, friendship will do it. Mm. And then it just, uh, it just does it. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I'm, I'm thinking of where, like, friendship also was cliche. Oh yeah, the, the Pokemon movie. You know, the Pokemon Tears bringing Ash to life. Oh, yeah, Pikachu's Tears having magical properties to defuse Ash from stone. <laughs> it's like, it's like Medusa's like, it's like kryptonite. He's in Pikachu. Medusa's, Medusa's kryptonite is in Pikachu's like, eye sacks. Like, <laughs> he just, <laughs> Pikachu's just carrying this fluid. <laughs> that would just kill Medusa, and it's like, it's like I can just imagine, like, if if Medusa actually appeared in the Pokemon universe, <laughs> Ash would just be like, "Go, Pikachu, cry all over him." <laughs> Like, Pikachu! It's like, it's like... And Pikachu's like, no! No, it's like, Pikachu's like, I can't cry on command. He's like, I'm leaving you. No! No! <laughs> Freaking Pikachu creates a puddle, Medusa walks into it, and it's like... Yeah, it's like, it becomes like the the Wicked Witch of the West, like, <laughs> Wizard of Oz style, and just melts. It's like, No! <laughs> I think that's a perfect way to end this, man. Oh, God. All right, well, guys, let us know using the specialized hashtag over on our Twitter. What was it again, Argy? <laughs> <laughs> it's not ha-ha-ha. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a hashtag SBS anime. Use that specialized hashtag SBS anime. Uh, let us know what anime cliches uh, really annoy you or anime cliches that don't make sense. Also, <laughs> let us know, like, can you just defend any of these cliches? Like, I actually want to hear if people have any defense on, like, the fairy fell stuff or the Digimon stuff or the Pokemon Medusa kryptonite stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 do, do you think, do, do you think there's any defense for that? Uh, we would like to know all of that kind of stuff, uh, over on Twitter. So again, use that specialized hashtag SBSAnime2 
do all of that kind of stuff. But anyways, guys, thank you once again for tuning in to another episode of the Anime Show with Joey Naki. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to rate and review. It really helps with the show. It helps us to get more of an audience to join the, to join the pod fam, as we like to call it, to, uh, to talk about all sorts of weird stuff about anime. So, uh, yeah. Also, you can let us know using that specialized hashtag, uh, what kind of topics you'd like to for us to talk about next maybe if there's a certain topic or piece of news or whatever you'd like us to discuss in the next episode then uh maybe give us some suggestions even maybe even give us some questions as well that you'd like to hear us answer all that kind of stuff is greatly appreciated anyways guys uh thanks for listening in to another episode i'm joey and that's aki and this has been the anime show and we'll see you guys next week Bye-bye. bye-bye